geekversus.com. Hey, this is all different again, huh? So yeah, giveaway time. Summer is cruising along, and before we know it, it's going to be over. Some of us are okay with this. Why? Football season, yo. And to get you ready for that, we're giving away a copy of your favorite football game, Madden 18 or FIFA 18, to one lucky listener. Entering is easy. Just email the show, weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Include your favorite football club, whether it's the Denver Broncos, Ohio State Buckeyes, Manchester United for you folks across the pond, show team spirit. Once you do that, you're entered. It's that easy. The winner will be announced on Wednesday, August 16th, 2017. Thank you for listening, supporting us. You rock. Good luck and game on. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Weekly Game Chat. I'm your host, Chris, as always, joined by my co-host, Sean. Hey, what's going on, world? And John. Hi. So, we live in a world where one pick is now, or uh, Rick has now been a pickle. That was a very important development in the world of Rick and Morty this week. And uh, two, um, well, we learned that it's not a good idea to stand in front of things that have immense power or charge at them <laughs> <laughs> yeah for for the tv watchers out there the of course rick and morty had an episode yeah um and before that game of thrones had their latest episode so i'm pretty sure a lot of the world was you know tuned into that i know i was yeah but you can do what you want with a pickle you uh you watched game of thrones last night yeah how long was that episode like 45 50 minutes <laughs> that's, that's leading into something else don't uh, don't yeah this is um, this is funny <laughs> Actually, um, I was how long is an episode of Game of Thrones? About an hour. Yeah, it just depends. Hour. Yeah, sometimes give or take, longer. John. Sometimes they're a little shorter. So, so about thirty percent of some, a certain something. Huh. Depending on the mathematics of it, yeah, thirty-three percent, thirty-three point three three three. I don't understand what's going on right now, ladies and gentlemen. It's okay. Um, There's a lot of times you think you know what's going on, but you don't really. So just it's cool. Just go with it. Do you mean him or do you mean one mm. thinks sometimes that they know? No, him directly. Oh. <laughs> Everyone. So I've been getting. Um, I think somebody's. Uh, I think somebody's watching us. Uh, Sean, a couple of weeks ago, might have been even last week. You, we had a brief conversation about the price of shipping. Yeah. Uh, my wife. Your wife. Your wife. Called me before I left uh, work today to let me know that I just got a piece of mail, Uh a catalog for cheap shipping supplies. Oh, that's a little freaky. And it was addressed to Hmm. Jonathan Barron, business owner, weekly games chat. That's that's (laughs) a little. That's funny. And that's the second piece of mail I've gotten with that address on it. Huh. So I, I would deduce, you know, this is oh, all I know why. This is of course it's because of the. It's got to be because of the website thing. Yeah, but I'm just telling you, I don't get no mail. Everyone's like, "What's a website?" You got thing somebody. Right you got somebody that is watching you. And but I get a lot of calls because you're tall. You did this to yourself. It's because you're tall. <laughs> I 
did this to myself. Yeah, what does that mean? You, well, when you got that website, I guarantee you got. Aaron. You mean I, I secured our domain name? Yeah, yeah. And by doing so, you opened yourself up to uh, third parties for advertising. Well, I think it demonstrates that I'm willing to do certain things that certain there people are. There it is aren't. again. This is number Fair two. Enough. Yeah, really, Number right? two. <laughs> I, I, I welcome this, though. It's, it's completely okay. Cause, okay. Because I would pay it the same respect. You know what I mean? <laughs> Trust me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he got turned into a pickle, and it was all a ruse, really. I was wondering. I was like, why are they turning Rick into a pickle? Because, you know, that bit's going to get old really quick. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It was all a ruse to set up them basically doing a John Wake episode. That was that was the only reason they did it. What's I a think. John Wake episode? Wick. A John Wick episode? Yes. I don't get it. Do you Have you ever seen the movie John Wick? Yes, but I don't know what it has to do with pickles. Uh, basically, it rhymes with it. <laughs> basically, Rick just goes around and murders everything that's in front of him. As a pickle? Yes. I mean, why else would he see, have to? I, see, this show is not funny. <laughs> it's just not funny. It has Danny Trejo. <laughs> well, okay, one. that's funny. Yeah, he played a he played a assassin named Jaguar. Of course, he did. <laughs> and they were like, <laughs> Jaguar is just an animal. I, you, on the other hand, are intelligent pickle man. <laughs> have you ever seen Machete? Yes, that's a great movie. <laughs> I went to see it with my dad, of all people, and <laughs> the funny. We were laughing for hours. After the movie, because the guy was at the time, Danny Trejo was trying to escape a hospital. So what he does mm-hmm. is he rips he rips into somebody's gut, grabs his intestines, his large intestines, and repels out of the building. It's a very <laughs> on, accurate move on the guy's upper int- or uh, large intestines. Anyway, that go- goes into uh, Danny Trejo. Just made me think of that. But yeah, yeah. a pickle. He starts out like to John Wick. He starts out and as, you look um, at me like I'm crazy because I don't understand that. And when you watch it, it makes perfect sense. Like okay. he starts out just as a pickle, but then he kills a cockroach just so he can get some movement. And then he sets up traps to kill rats and makes a rat skeleton and ends up in this like Russian embassy. And they just all want to kill him because he's this guy shouldn't be there. So he just starts mowing down everyone <laughs> as a pickle with the rat limbs. And that's it. That's all you need to know. And it's brutal and it's awesome to watch. Does it invoke John Wick or did it just remind you of John Wick? It's definitely, yeah, yeah, it's definitely going for a feel of John Wick without saying it's John Wick. It's, it's, it's John Wick. It's, it's Mel Gibson and Payback. It's, you know, it's that movie of like the one man that everyone's just like revenge stuff. Yeah. Well, just more of like you pissed off the wrong guy. Why couldn't you say Atomic Blonde? Yeah. That that would be up there too. I haven't seen it yet. Sexist. I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know what the context for that movie is. It's a rip off of John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. I have no idea. Are we ready to do this topic? Yeah. We got anything else? Sean, I'm sure you've got stuff to say. Yeah. I feel like you're holding back. You I mean, are. Today was a big day. Was it a big day? For your family. Oh, yeah. School started down here. Yeah. For those it started in a lot of the world. A lot of no, the U.S. I love it. Of course you're going to counter me with that, but it did. Um, yeah, school started. I got a first grader. Yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> well, I can tell you, I, I, I saw the, I saw the pictures of you walking your daughter to school last year mm-hmm. versus your daughter, do- walking your daughter this year. And I can tell you, you're not any fatter than you were last year. I know. I, I did look at That's that too. Important. We did check out to see if I wore the same shoes. 
Well, um, but I, I didn't have the same shoes on. <clears> but <throat> I, I still own the second pair of shoes. And your brother's hair is getting long. Good for him. Yeah. Shaggy. Some people can grow long hair still. Ouch. Isn't that like a, just a natural thing? Like when you're in your teenage years, like if you're going to grow. Roll right over it. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, in my day, it was the bowl cut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I never wanted to grow. I have, I have, when my hair grows, it is very thick. Yeah. And I, there's no way I want it long. I love I, running my hands through it. It's like, it happens at some point. Like, and I feel what? like the first opportunity it's going to happen for someone is uh is probably about their teenage years, but like sometimes it's college when it happens or it's early mid twenties. John Barron. But if you haven't done it if you haven't done it by the time I think you're like in around, you know, thirty or so, usually don't because then your hair starts thinning and it just doesn't Some look of that us. good. Yeah. Hair thins. <laughs> yeah, I know. Some of us. Yeah. I can't figure out if my hair's thinning or not. It's hard to tell. I, I think you tell. just have thin hair. And no, I've had, always had thin yeah. hair, yeah. And you got Mitt Romney now, which is cool. <laughs> Got a touch Me. of that old Romney. I used to have That's the thickest. That's a sexy man. Should have been president. I used to have the thickest hair. Mm. There, <laughs> there goes some emails. <laughs> there, right? <laughs> Let me tell you about that guy. <laughs> hey, he had a binder full of women. He did. That matters. Yeah, he did. Uh, I used to have thick hair, and then it's just gotten very thin. <laughs> it's all good. No, you've had you you had woolly hair. I wouldn't call it. No, I thought it, it was it was it was it was patch. Br- Brillo baddish. I used to, when I was a kid, uh, I would walk outside in the summer and didn't matter how short my hair would, it would just go. No, mine does that too. Well, you you just, you've always had a lot of yeah. thin hair. You mm-hmm. have a, you've had a lot of it, but your hair has always been very fine. I love running my hair through it, hands uh, through it. So I, I would know I used to live with you. That's true. Wait, did I just. All of that just he happened. He never knew yeah. until now. All of that just happened. He never told me. It's recorded. I used to watch you sleep. We we might have remained Sometimes together if you had been honest like, like this. That right? was the song. You know those dreams you used Watching to have? You? Yeah. Remember that's when that's you used, the song. Remember you used to tell me about those dreams you had? The night terrors? Do they, do they make <laughs> sense now? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enough with this shenanigans. Let's... uh. Aww. Let's let's topic it up. This is the good stuff. Now people are going to fast forward to the end. <laughs> but the most important thing is, I'm the business owner. You guys aren't. Yeah, trust me. I've already ran that mm. through my mental checklist. So I have to pay all the taxes, I guess. There you go. Wait, are we are we incorporated somewhere? You, you got to You not gotta you gotta make that swallow a little bit more pronounced. If I you can't don't. do it like you. Oh. Anyways. <clears throat> uh yeah. Topic. Topic. The topic is Tacoma. And we don't mean the truck. We mean the game, Tacoma. People or, might be confused. Or the town in Seattle. That's not important. Uh, or <laughs> in people Seattle. Don't know that. In oh. Washington. <laughs> oh, there you go. Don't be confused either. It's not on PlayStation. <laughs> uh, That's Wait, too. where is it? Because uh, I did go look for it on the PlayStation store. You would. Right hand to God. Sounds like something you would do. Yeah. Just like me. Yeah. But you're a you know you're a PC guy these days. I mean, it would have been a Switch guy. It would have easily been available eh. on your PCs. You don't know. I'm logged into Tenley's account that you don't have. I think Splatoon's getting clobbered Ooh. by you because of WoW. And speaking of WoW, how many hours did you spend playing that? This we weekend? already discussed that about four or five. Yeah, <laughs> four or five hours. Yeah, huh. cool. I, w- I was busy. This and weekend. then 
an hour of Game of Thrones. So we can put it up round. Let's just let's round up to six. So we got six hours. Did you uh, do anything else extracurricular? I slept. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I needed sleep after Saturday night. Oh uh, yeah, you had a reunion. Reunion. I had, a, I had a gig, and they knew how to get down. How long was the gig? Uh, from from, from setup to set uh, takedown. Six hours. Ooh, that's a day. See what he's doing. Yeah, I had a no. He 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 can try to do that with that, and I will chop his legs off. I had a <laughs> I had a gig too. Yeah, you okay. had a you did have a gig. Yeah, did you? Did. You had an event. You had something on your calendar. You're yeah, ready. I, I had to I had to help my wife. Your, your wife with a baby shower. Those are always fun. Which okay, set up started three o'clock. Mm-hmm. Takedown ended at nine o'clock. So yeah, and then uh, so yeah, I had a busy week, and then. Spent a good hour and a half with show notes and mm. slept some too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So the topic, as Chris said, was uh, is Tacoma. Mm-hmm. It is the uh, new game by the Fulbright Company. They are the developers who um, created the now classic Gone uh, Home. Gone Home, which is praised in many, many, many circles. So the expectation for this game was pretty high. Yeah. Um, these ga- the, these guys are great at um, mass manipulation. <laughs> now, okay, um, before we continue. Yes, sir. For our listeners. Okay. Is this a game that is best, much like how Gone Home is, that if you just need someone to tell you to go play it and not sell it anymore like that, you know, it's best to go in it without knowing anything? Or is this a game that, like, Unlike that, you know, because Gone Home was like, that was the thing when that game came out. No, I don't think it, I don't think it counts as that type of game. You can give people a, a, a basic premise. Mm-hmm. Um, and to answer your question, no, you, you don't have to say, just go play it. Okay. Um, would you say though, for those who want that, would you just say like, look, if you are interested in this, you should just go play it. As opposed to moving, and you mean moving on to the news? <laughs> no, no, I, I want to do that, but like you know, you there might to, be someone wanna, who is. You want to move the, on to the news? I, I'm saying that if there is someone who's on the fence, who's like, "Hey, I I like Gone Home. That was a good game. I really enjoyed that. You know, but I like the fact that there was surprise and all this, and I don't want to be spoiled. Can they just go ahead and skip on to the news so that they don't get spoiled? Will you give them a sign off, or is it not worth their time? Or is, is, uh, yeah, is, you mean playing the game? Is it not worth their time? Yeah, basically. I really, I'm not sure what you're asking me. Let me, let me just see if I can answer it this way. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you don't want to know, mm-hmm. then don't listen to what I'm about to say. Okay. If you want to be, if you don't want to be spoiled to even the setting of the game, mm-hmm. okay, then don't listen. Um, tune in for in, in about 10 minutes or so, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but no, this is not that type of game in my opinion, which, Perhaps mm-hmm. has led to a little bit of its backlash. I guess back, uh, backlash. I don't know. No, no, it's gotten it's gotten like good reviews. It hasn't gotten great <clears throat> reviews. Yeah. Is the best way to say it, right? Yeah, I mean, so warning, spoiler-ish yeah. stuff. Even though I don't think it's spoilery, it's uh, this is Gone Home is just its own thing. Yeah, this is simply a 
whether, I mean, we've played games like this before where we're happy talking about them, like uh, Edith Finch or mm-hmm. Firewatch. It's that type of game. All it's it's a storytelling game. Mm-hmm. The way I, the reason I, the reason people go, people would say, don't tell anybody about Gone Home, mm-hmm. is because it is by design manipulative. And yeah. I don't mean manipulative in a negative way, even though I think it's somewhat mm-hmm. negative. You go into the game and gone home thinking it's about something that it's not. Correct. Okay, so that's not the case here. It's not the case here. Okay. All right. In fact, it's spoilery, spoilery from the jump, which I think actually hurts its narrative. Ooh. Um, and they changed on that, didn't they? And what, what do you mean by that? They said, like, in the one of the reasons that it took a while for the game to come out was that when they were making it, they felt that it felt too much like Gone Home in that sense. I see. Yeah. So I guess they went back and changed some things. I don't know what, but I would like I'd like to know exactly what that was. Yeah. Um, but you basically you play as a contractor who is sent to investigate. Maybe not investigates the right word, but you're you're sent to go retrieve data from a derelict space station, mm. as well as retrieve the artificial intelligence that has gone offline. And as you're going into this, it's it's right as you start the game, so it is not spoilery. Okay. You go to you go to investigate the people that are on this station, what they did in the in the days leading up to the incident, as they call it. But you already know, which I think is is sort of a, a narrative flaw in the game. You already know that they survived the incident and and escaped on and escaped the space station. You already know that within seconds of opening the game. So basically the mechanics itself and the storytelling are really what shines in this game. And I'll just go into a little bit about what I mean by the mechanic. In the game, you go in and you and you pretty much connect yourself to the AR functionality of the space station. In other words, the space station records... Everything about what these inhabitants do, say, where they go, you know, if they go to the gym, the AR, the, the, I guess, I think it called it AR. Yeah, augmented reality mm-hmm. captures it. Um, you know, conversations they have, everything. There is no privacy, gotcha. which in and of itself is a little Big bit Big Brother kinda. is always there. Yeah. And this space station is, um, is operated by a corporation which, I forget its name. It starts with a V, I think. Mm-hmm. But what this does is it since it since since that is the case, you go in and you're you're able to go into a room and activate mm. um, conversations, and what comes up are holographic images of the people. Okay. So you see, you get an idea basically of what they look look like through pictures, things like that, emails, um, IM correspondence that they. That they have on their own, like I guess their body suits. You can't, but you, but through these through these images of these people, you have no idea, no clear idea what they look like in real time. They're basically these neon colored entities. Yeah, I remember that from the yeah. trailer. And um, you know, it, it, it's it, it it's basically uh, so. If you go into a setting, <clears throat> you activate an event that happened in a room. And it and it tells you and it, and at the bottom of the screen is like a recording line, kind of like you would see while you're editing video. You hit play and the and the thing goes along. Got you to the right. You can back up. You can rewind and go and go forward. And you see these augmented people moving fast back and forth. If you want to recapture a conversation, 
you back up, you can listen to it as much times as many times as you want. So you'll see these a group of people maybe conversing together and then split off. So you can back up to where they split off and follow one group of people down a corridor learning about what they said and the whole thing is recording still. Or you can back it up if you if you want to hear what the other people said when they're veering off to the other direction, you back it up, start where they were and then follow the other people going in the same direction. So it's an interesting gaming mechanic. Does that make sense? Yeah, I got okay. <clears throat> yes. Okay. So you can see both perspectives. You can basically. see every perspective yeah. of anybody. Like they'll converge into one group at one point, but you could also, you know, once they, you, before and after that, you can see what everybody's doing and thinking that the person over at the other end of the room has no idea about the conversation words, that goes like, on over here, but you can see it. Yeah. Like, like Jim and John have a conversation in like two hour people, I guess. And then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, they break off to do separate tasks. And you can whatever, follow each person's story. And whatever perspective they have mm -hmm. after they've left that conversation, exactly. you can kind of get the idea maybe why they made some of the cho choices they made uh, for yeah. better or for worse. Yeah. Right? And it's a really fun way to tell a, narr a, uh, a narrative story. Yeah. Instead of going scene by scene by scene or cut here, cut here, cut here. It's, 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 it, it would be fun to see a movie actually played out that way. <laughs> but um, to know what somebody's speaking of, instead of cutting to another scene, well, that scene could be taking place exactly at the hmm. same time as the scene you saw before. It's just kind of an inter interesting way of telling a story. One of the things that really bugged me, but, you know, it could have been intentional, it, it, and that's fine, um, because the character, the, the, vo the voice acting is really exceptional. Mm -hmm. Um you kind of – it's weird that you can empathize with people who you don't see. You don't know what they look like. You don't know um, – you, you get a sense of their basic body type, you know, mm -hmm. whether they're male or female. You can get all that stuff. But um, the only real sense of who they are and what they look like is there are moments when a character activates their – their own hubs and it kind of shows up in front of their faces. Gotcha. Almost like, uh, almost like dead space, how that menu. Yeah. yeah weapons menu out, works. Yeah. So you can, it's basically their own like visual computer, you their can, own augmented yeah. reality. And when you go and when they open something like that up, you can pause and go into their, hmm. um, their hubs or whatever you want to call it. You can read the email correspondence that they're having with people. Um, you can read their IMs. You can read. Um, is there uh, is there any uh, photos? Sexual tension with the crew? Uh, not that I remember, but there's relationship tensions. Ah. Um, and, and and the game also takes place in a sort of uh, dystopian capitalist society where. Um, your success in life is almost based on your loyalty to a particular particular company and um, things so, like that. But so it's like Wally. -E? <laughs> uh, you, I don't know. Big it's big been a long time. Where it was called or Big Buy? I can't but, remember. But one of the one of the ways it makes the characters um, come to life is is through these um, through these messages, these emails that you read 
that you don't necessarily have to read, but it fleshes out their stories. It fleshes them out as characters. You can read about this uh, particular person who works in botany um, who's on this space station, has been on it for a very long time. He's taken this, he's taken this job to help pay for uh, his son's school, and he's got this email up. You can read this email of, of, of this gentleman's husband who is kind of – becoming really frustrated with the fact that he's never around all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And you have that type of dynamic in every character. If you choose to dive into it, you can go into their individual rooms and see um, the augmented reality play out in some way. You can explore their rooms, open up their drawers, see certain things that they're working on, their thoughts, their fears, their, you know, everything. So you can get as as much background on this story as you want. That sounds a little bit like gone home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's just that, a different that's style. where and that's where the game really shines. Um, mm. And 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 you can get uh, you can see photos of these people. So you while you can't see their physical bodies in action, mm. you still know a, a little bit about what they look like. It's a very diverse crew. Um, but one of the things I was disappointed in, um, particularly with how long the game was in development. And look, I know there's their staff is like. 12 or 14 people. I get that. Yeah. In a small group. Um, and it could have been a design choice. Like they could have said, this is what we're doing and this is why, but mm-hmm. it would have, it felt, um, lazy that they weren't animated physical presences instead of beams of light or neon colors. Yeah. I'm sure that had um, to be resource management. It, maybe it could have been, but with four years between two games, yeah. it just seems like it could have been, could have been done and it's not like you know all these all, all these characters are on tracks that never deviate yeah. you back up the tape they're going to do the exact same thing again so it doesn't seem like it would have been that oh. more difficult because in other games you have these these ai that are supposed to dodge your attacks and all this stuff they, they have to be smarter this ai wouldn't have had to be that smart to just walk along a path and say... Well, it wouldn't have been AI then. It would have just been a scripted thing. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder if it's just like... <clears throat> you think like the first game doesn't even have anyone, you know? You never actually right. see anyone on screen, so this is right. their first time actually dealing with it. So you wonder <clears throat> that's if a good like... Point. That's maybe a good that's point. Maybe that's why. Because they, they definitely seem like a studio that's more focused <clears throat> on story narrative and stuff like that than anything to do with actual gameplay or, you know, graphics or anything like that. Yeah. Like their stuff seems to be about getting the aesthetic right, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I was expecting a four to five hour game. Yeah. But I think in the end, what I got Uh is about three hours. I think if I were, I think if I wanted to do everything and really just get into it, I could, I could probably stretch it out that far. (laughs) Um, I'll try and think. That was that's about how long Gone Home was. It was about two three hours, if I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but as far as the environments go, they're pretty bland. A mm. lot of people have complained about a, a lot of heavy lag. Huh. Um, and that happened to me when I was in like frame rate dips. Yeah, frame rate dips. When I was in the elevator heading back to sort of the central hub. Central hub is where you have um, zero gravity, Ooh. and you're basically going into certain hatches that lead you to medical or lead you to botany and lead, or lead you to, to engineering. If you go into these spots, you're, you go back to a regular gravity. Gotcha. So, but you're kind of going through this tunnel, 
in anti in zero gravity to get to different places. So it's kind of a hub place, and it's very hard to navigate. It, it you have to sort of wait because the thing's constantly turning, yeah, orbiting. Well, um, as we learned in uh, Dishonored or not Dishonored, sorry, um, thing at Prey this year, sometimes space can be a pain to navigate in, depending on the. Uh, well, I think uh, we didn't learn that, Chris. I think you learned that. Casey learned it too. He didn't. Uh, like I it really don't know. I don't know. No one but likes that's the okay. outside part. That's okay. But um, the, basically, you're uh, you're you're there to discover um, what I, I think. I think your main goal is simply to discover what happened and to retrieve its artificial intelligence. Okay. Um, other than that, I don't really know what purpose the game serves. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not spoilery, but um, the ending, um, unless you really dive into the environments and if you really die in, die in, dive into the background of everybody's characters, mm-hmm. the ending can catch you off guard. Hmm. I got lucky because I saw something earlier in the game that, that immediately brought me back to that moment. Um, but I give Fulbright the benefit of really well-developed characters. Okay. Um, they really did a good job there. Um, as far as, I mean, I think when push comes to shove, I'd give the game um, an eight. I think that's fair. All right. But. That's big coming from you. I have reservations about these types of, and look, I, send me hate mail, do whatever you want. I just don't think these are, they're games. And I don't think not calling them games is a knock on what they are. I think you can value what these things are. Mm-hmm without considering them games because games to me denote winners and losers games to me denote the only barrier to you finishing something like this is you not finishing it. That's the only barrier to your quote unquote victory or finishing the game. Um, it's just, mm-hmm. a, it's a, I think they're, I think they're storytelling simulators. And I think, I, I don't think that devalues what they are as an art. I don't know, but, I, um, I guess it's perspective. To me, it's just a type of game. Um, you know, it's an interactive game is what I would say. It's, it's not deemed to be defined by like great gameplay, but there are plenty of games that I play and I love that aren't defined by great gameplay. They're defined by other things that but I they're, were but exceptional, they're, but they're defined on winners and losers. Not necessarily. Um, Tell, give me an example of something that's, I mean, defined. journey journey to me doesn't have a winner or a loser moment to it, but you know, can you die? Well, I don't want to spoil that game uh, where it goes because uh, that's, that a, no? that's a big question. <laughs> but you can you can, you can have, die and keep going, right? So no, the frustration. No, not like that. You won't ever get to that point. I don't. Okay, it's okay. Let me put it: when you're playing the game itself, there won't be a moment where you die. Uh, just playing, like from your actions. But there are things that can make it harder for you. And to me, like, I guess that's the point. Like, you'll never, it's really hard to, to, to state what it is without spoiling it. And I never want to spoil that game. Uh, I mean, it's, but, a, it's a 10 year old game. Yeah. I don't know. Is it? It's not close. That old. It's pretty yeah. close. Well, listen, um, uh, you know, to, to get back, I mean, to me, these games, <laughs> and, and I find myself calling them games sometimes because, you know, they, they can, they move in that space. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's like let, let, let's agree to call it art, uh-huh. but it, but you know, it, it sometimes it just frustrates me when games, video games, we try to we try to evolve video games into this mm-hmm. 
into the next evolution of movies. It's like, why do we want that? It's like, it's like, is, I mean, in a sense, movies are the next evolution of books, but they're different and you interact with them different. Is a movie the same as a piece of music? No, but they can both be considered art. So why do we force video games to make them viable to be as close to movies or the next evolution of movies as we can? I've never, I think it's silly. I've never spoken to that. I mean, I'm more so, look, I just like art, you know, whether it's books, movies, video games, whatever that makes you feel something. And I think like a lot of these guys who are doing these things, you know, like for instance, like walking dead, walking dead resonated with people because it actually nailed the tone of the comics. And people were really surprised that you could do that in a game. Mm -hmm. Um, and the choices that you made in that game, they had, as you said, you know, they had consequence. Um, so for me, like that was what made that great. And it, I never like, was like, wow, it's like, playing the show or, or, you know, playing a movie. I never thought of it that I was just like, wow, they made something that worked emotionally in a lot of video games. They have a problem because they're so large. And yeah, for a lot of people, the first thing they think about is gameplay that they don't hit those same puncture punctures as often as say a good book or a good movie has the ability to do or, or even a good five minute song. That's, you know, very, uh, five minutes. You know, that's very emotional. He's talking uh, about jam bands. <laughs> that Alice would be a 20 minute song. Um, <laughs> well, for me, with know, this- that, that's what I'm saying. Like to me, that that's all these people are focusing on. They're focusing on a narrative perspective and, yeah. you know, they want to deliver that. And you can't lose. And I would so, say their unique thing, though, is that they are in a movie. Thing. I can't interact with it. I can interact with this. Yeah, that's I, cool. Yeah. And that's, that's what cool. I think people like. Um, so for me, this game, Fulbright. You know, if you if you like what they do, if you like this type of game, I, I think I would put this ahead of Gone Home as far Ooh. as its storytelling. But look, I mean, it that would be to explain that would be to just repeat myself about yeah, yeah. my concerns with Gone Home. But um, the game, I'm still thinking about the game. Okay, and that's a good. That's thing. important. It asks. Out into the ether. It asks many interesting <laughs> questions about certain things. If I were to tell you what those questions are, I would spoil a lot of its themes. Mm. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, I did not consider it a time wasted. So that's, that's as far as I can really go to recommend it. I'm not I'm not big on story-driven, um, quote-unquote, games like this. Yeah. Um, but if I but if I didn't consider it time wasted, you know maybe it's worth a look. There you um, go. And it's twenty bucks on X currently on Xbox One and PC. Um. So yeah, it's probably coming to a Steam sale near <laughs> you this fall. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I wonder. <laughs> I, I I just I just wonder with with four years, um, you know. And again, to be fair, they. They've, they, I guess they spent a lot of time porting Gone Home to other platforms. Yeah. But how much time does that really take? And how much does that take away from, from actually truly developing well, I this mean, type you, of game? If you think of it, like I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't really start hardcore work on this game till at least 2014, probably more like 2015. Just because, as you said, like, yeah, Gone Home was blown up. And, you know, I think they had to make sure that 
they did was in their best interest to be financially solvent. And then, of course, you know, coming up with a game, that's not always easy, especially if you've got a small studio like that. We saw that with, uh, what's their names, uh, Play Dead with uh, Inside. They said that took them like three years to get to the point of where they were like, oh, yeah, this is what we want to do. A nutsack in the woods. Yep. And I, and I, <laughs> three years. I wonder, I wonder if this game just falls victim to being the second game from... The, 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 uh, the game that came after Gone Home. Maybe. Because Gone Home, you know, people were just, it was different. It, it blew people away in that respect. And it got, I think it got a lot of praise because it was different. Well, I, would, this, I would say to you, uh, the thing that you said that caught me that I was like, I can see why people are negative was when you talked about the environments and them kind of feeling bland and all that. I think one of the biggest charms for Gone Home was that Gone Home gave you a house from the 90s that felt like pure. And, and like, you know, you are you feel like this – it felt like a real home yeah. to me. And, like, walking around there and, like, going in and opening up the cupboards and seeing X-Files tapes, you know, stuff like that. That hits a, a note to a 90s kid. I plus think. it was – I mean, plus it was um, – only till the – only at the end of the game did you get that Gone Home sense of – Mm-hmm. Uh, what the heck is going on in here? <laughs> Just the ambiance of that area. Yeah. You never felt, and, and, and gone home, you never were in danger, but you felt endangered, which yes. was manipulative. Yeah. But, um, in this one, it, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't catch you the same way. No. Um, other than that, functionality wise, there's nothing really wrong with the game except for certain frame rates. But when you do, when you're talking about a narrative game like this, mm-hmm. and you're not trying to shoot 200 enemies at one time, yeah, I give it a pass. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. not a big deal. I agree. Okay, cool. Well, awesome. I, I plan on getting the game at some point. I don't know when, but it's going to happen because I like them. I do say I want to go back to it um, at some point because. We have to go back. Well, yeah, I mean, it has a play, fast, fast forward and rewind button too. But I, I, I do want to go back because I feel like there's stuff in that world that I didn't catch and that I didn't see. Like there was stuff in the. That in was the, how it was with Gone Home. Yeah. You know, you could miss some stuff and all of a sudden you go like, oh, now I finally have that perspective yeah. on your stuff. And with Edith Finch, I didn't have that feeling. With yeah. Firewatch, I didn't have that feeling. That's true. That's so, true. You know, that's there's, to this credit. Yeah. Yeah. Those games were definitely a little more straightforward with, it, with everything. But that mechanic of rewinding and fast forwarding, mm-hmm. it, I can't stress that is an awesome mechanic. I don't know if that's fresh from the minds of Fulbright, mm-hmm. but it was really cool to play around and tinker with that. It gave you a sense that you were actually mm-hmm. interacting with the world and doing something that mattered. Yeah. Not just mm-hmm. picking up a piece of paper. Okay. Awesome. I, I definitely cannot wait to. Try that. Oh, game oh, no. We need you to say awesome one more time. Awesome. Thank you. We have now met our quota for the show. We have a quota here. It's literally on a wall. Uh, <laughs> John, can you put it up on the wall? Thank you. There you go. Um, <laughs> Done. Well, let's go to that news. What's up, everybody? Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Weekly Games Chat. And if you like the show, make sure to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. Send all your emails to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. News! Thanks. And game on. There it is. Jeez, you peaked. News! <laughs> News. John, now you didn't say it, so now you get called out for it. There yep. you go. Yep. Yep. Call me out all day long. Yep. 
I'm fine if he doesn't say it. Only when you don't say it. It's hurts true. Me. That's true. It's like when we don't. It's touch. like when a unicorn dies and you watch it. It's no? like when we go a week where our tips don't touch. Wait, what did I mean Finger. by that? Finger. <laughs> this is a family friendly. Finger tips. <laughs> is that what they call them? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Why is your finger shorter than my finger? Wait, what? What? I've got girth. <laughs> my my wife is now listening to your the wife. Show. Is she? Yeah. Oh. Hey, Clarissa. Why is she listening? Oh, like, I thought, for, for whatever reason, I took that as, like, she skipped over the Tacoma part and came in on the news. Well, um, she she started listening to it uh, and has listened to a couple of episodes now. Oh. And she took note Ooh. that since Aiden has an iPhone now that he can download podcasts. He can. And she said that, you know. We can be sometimes a little suggestive, <laughs> and that's okay. We try to be. Yeah. It's, we buy yes. everything, Aiden. Get her to buy <laughs> everything. Respawn still committed to Titanfall. If you were... Do you know what uh, I mean by suggestive? Yeah, it wasn't the buy something, Chris. Oh, oh okay. Gotcha. <laughs> God, no. Oh, oh, man. When you're ready when to you're, bleep because I'm about when to you're, cuss up. When you are a single man, you just don't think about these things, right? <laughs> I guess not. Um, uh, if you were one who played in Joy Titanfall 2, you have much to look forward to. According to CEO for uh, Respawn, Vince Zampala, is, quote, important for us to keep the franchise going. We have our franchise creative director who's in charge of safeguarding the franchise in multiple formats to make sure it continues to grow. He went on to say that Respawn is heavily invested in Titanfall's universe. We, we're, lo- we're working on more Titanfall. While one can only speculate whether there will be a sequel, EA never saw Titanfall 2 sales as underperformance. I, did, did we cover at any point that there was a Titanfall um, mobile game? I saw that. Was there? Was, was there? Yeah, I saw that in the, in the no. news thing, really. And I was like, oh, they're, and, and I thought to myself, because they'd never said how bad this I doubt it was them who made it. Either way, yeah. it was Titanfall, the mobile yeah. game. So I just was like, this train is just going to keep on going. They don't, they don't care. <laughs> if they can find a way, if EA can make a dollar off of it, they'll like, find a way. Yeah. So um, unlike Disney, <laughs> who right. makes millions and they're like, mm. I still, when I read this, a lot of this feels like spin to me from them because they're saying this, but I'm like, okay, yes, you'll probably keep putting out some DLC, I'm sure. But the question is, when would you expect to see another Titanfall game from them, like a true Titanfall game. Next holiday season. Not going to happen because they've already said they're doing a Star Wars game. The next holiday season. Oh, no. <laughs> I feel like, like EA's, on, uh, EA's on this thing right now <laughs> where if you're, <laughs> if you're a studio, right, you basically, with the exception of Bioware where they got shipped to Anthem, uh, if you fail at something... Or have lackluster performance, you just get shipped to making a Star Wars game because they understand like that's going to make them more money than anything that they could probably put out. So, according to VG charts, yeah, you can take that or leave it. I understand if you leave it, I get it. But if you tally up Xbox One, PlayStation Four, and PC, mm-hmm. you get about two million copies. So that to me is an underperformance. For I understand game. big time. So what is the standard for shooters? I guess, yeah. You know, during you, the holiday that yeah. are multiplayer, are we talking 
eight million? I mean, that's your minimum, or are we talking? I would say that's like because I for think a I feel like if they sold four million copies, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Uh, yeah, I think like for multi-platform, especially considering like because what the first Titanfall I think sold like two or three million, and of course is an Xbox One exclusive uh, with very few consoles in the world. But no, I'll tell you this: we got a story coming up about something selling around two million. Mm-hmm. And we, we're going to look at that as pretty good for that particular game. Sure. Because of the only platform it was on. Yeah. And you just said that it, everything combined. It's, well, yeah. Like this. Week, I, I agree. It's it's like Luster. I don't see that as a success as far as a um, a franchise that is is a, a shooter. Heavy. Heavy. Yeah. It, it's meant to compete in a way with the Call of Duties and, and whatnot of the world. And it just can't muster any sales. And I, I'm just I, yeah. trying to come to grips with what been. EA said. Yeah. EA uh, said it didn't underperform. You know, well, if they're we're not going to say that it underperformed, like, plenty right, of companies yeah. say they underperformed. They do, uh, but if not EA, right now, and- <laughs> I don't think they will right now. <laughs> they want this thing to look viable for for the future, just in case they do decide my, to go back. My to point it. is, my point is not that it sold two million and whether that's successful. It's yeah. it's whether it's successful to them. Mm. Right. I just can't. I don't know how. Not, no, I mean, did you make a profit or not? I yeah. think we get in that we get into the weeds of what numbers should be as opposed to well, yeah, that's fine. We did sell too many, two million, and you might think that's a low number, but we also got this much in microtransactions, or we got this. Much I'm sure in that's probably what they did that. with it. So if it made a profit, uh, it made a profit. You know, like, that's fine. I kind of look at it though, like to me, it's about something that's out there for the community base. Like, if you only have two million people have bought this on all consoles, that's a very low player base, uh, especially for retention purposes for the long run. Versus, say, like something like, you know, PUBG, which is at right now at five million just on PC, mm-hmm. or you know, Battlefield that's probably gonna sell 10 million every year it comes out, or of course Call of Duty, which is gonna be somewhere between 15 and 20 million. You say 2 million, that's not good at all, uh, especially for being on that many consoles. <laughs> you know, like when Notre Dame plays football, they run down and they hit that sign that says play like a champion today or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, hype. And, and Vince t- hit it and they played like a champ. Well, well, I'm saying like in Titanfall's offices, they're just like, let's sell two games today. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, their expectations are, they're legit. They're fine. I think it's, they have to talk this down because in the end, EA never will admit the fact that they play, as we've said before, they, they play set the, it up to fail. Well, they set up a circumstance where they're like, look, we're going to put two games out and one of them will hit and that will take away from Call of Duty. And they got their one hit. You know, Battlefield one did amazing. And basically, yeah, you came around the next week and no one was talking about Titanfall two. Uh, and I played it, and I loved it. I thought that game was better than the first one by a mile. But you if played, that game, you played Titanfall two, yeah, the campaign was actually quite praised. Yes, it was awesome. Uh, but then, like you sit there and you think, man, if that game came out like in a March or February or just somewhere where it wasn't against these heavy hitters, maybe it sells four or five million instead of two million. Not saying it would be on the level of those. Those are some pretty big games, but I think it could have had much better opportunity for success. And if it had gotten in from the ground floor with people, it might have been able to sink their claws in and, and get more buzz where it keeps growing down the line. And then when Titanfall 3 hits, it's a huge groundswell. Jason Schreier from Kotaku, if you're listening, go find out from EA why they did this last <laughs> fall. <laughs> he would be the one, right? Uh, Shadow of War microtransactions. The Nemesis system, and that takes another name now, uh, for the upcoming Shadow of War will feature microtransactions. 
According to the official announcement, quote, players can purchase loot chest, war chest, XP boost, and bundles through the marketplace uh, or through the market to strengthen their army. These items can be acquired by spending Marinen? Marian. Marian? Okay. Whatever. Yeah, Dan Marino. <laughs> it should just be Mithril. <laughs> uh, an in-game currency. You can acquire Marian by taking down treasure orcs and destroying gear. Players also have the option to purchase gold, which can be acquired by spending real money. Ah, that's good to know. I. Th- this has got to be a WB move. And this is like the part of Look, dude. the industry right now you have to worry, right? They're going to keep doing it as long as people keep spending money. Oh, yeah. Like, and there's some, I think it makes sense. Like, you know, of course, uh, Overwatch has loot crates. Um, Halo has the, uh, you have the ability to buy, um, packs for, for the loot drops that they have in that game, too. Destiny had microtransactions. Yeah. And for a lot of those, I don't mind. Like, if it's, if it's not actually giving you power, if it's like cosmetic stuff. No, and Battlefield, uh, not Battlefield 1, but the previous ones, you could at some point just unlock everything you need. Oh, needed. yeah. The Battlefield, uh, yeah, Battle like Pass, you could just unlock all the medic pack stuff you need or all the, you yeah. know, it's like, what? Yeah. That, I didn't like that either. Yeah. That kind of killed me. Well, this yeah. seems to be like, this doesn't seem to be a paywall. It seems to be you can grind to get these things. Yeah, it's a pay to win. Can, you can buy it now. Yeah, it's kind of like Assassin's Creed had it, I think, or, oh, or Far Cry. Mm-hmm. One of the Ubisoft games uh, here recently had something like that where they had a pay to win mechanic in there. Uh, is, I that, is that sarcastically dubbed? No, I mean, like, I'm. Like, that's not what the industry would call it? I think that's like what they do call it. It's basically what you're doing. You're, you're paying to win. You're instead of grinding out the time, you know, playing the game, going and doing like, you know, side quests and naturally progressing, you're paying to get your nemesis system up so you can basically progress the game as quickly as possible without any worry. Um, so, you know, that kind of sucks if you, I, it defeats the point of playing that game to me. I don't know why you would play this game if you want to do this. I, you know, I, I can understand the frustration. And thankfully, I think as a gaming community, the community mm-hmm. has sort of accepted it um, and stopped whining about it. Cause, and I don't mean in, I don't mean whine in, in, in any real disrespect. I just mm-hmm. think, you know, we have to make a decision. Do we want microtransactions and low price games? And if we don't want microtransactions, do we want $80 mm-hmm. games? And I think that's I think that's the I think that's the choice that developers who 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 are constantly at, on at pressure to to bring you the best graphics, the best frame rates, yeah. the best technology for fifty nine ninety nine. Sure, we have to get past this men- mentality that games are required to be fifty nine ninety nine, and that's all I'm going to pay. And how dare you give me microtransactions? Even though those microtransactions could help you get a sequel and help you continue to get the games that you love, I just think we got to get past this. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I understand <clears throat> it from a business perspective, I guess. But dude, the only reason I have a problem with it is if it prevented me from playing the game like it's meant sure. to be played. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I can and, still do everything I need to do and not spend a dime. It just yeah. might take me a little longer. And if that ever goes away, we're gonna have a problem. Yeah, I I would have 
I can wait. I can wait if, three um, days for hmm. my Clash of Clans City Hall to goes. be upgraded. Gets one off. Or, what's the difference? Or I can pay money to have it done. What's the difference though? Have you done? There's it? no entry to paying to play Cash. Uh, <laughs> should be called Cash of Clans. Uh, it's funny. Crash of what's it called? Clash of Clans. Jesus. You don't. It's a free game. It's all free. You can sit there and you know, like Mikey is a perfect example of this. Uh, what was the game? Tiny Towers. Yes. Uh, he he built that up. Never, I believe, spent a dollar. And I mean, like, he got to astronomical high levels in it because he just played a little bit every now and then, and that's it. But the majority of people, when they play that game, they go through the little first part. You run out of cash, and what's the first thing you do? Oh, I You can buy give some someone cash. $10, and you keep playing. Yeah. I understand that. It's a free-to-play game. But to me, when you're spending $60... Um, it's a free-to-play yeah. game with a mechanic in there that knows we're going to get 70% of you. Yeah, you're gonna spend money exactly. on this because we make it too tantalizing not to. Yeah, I've and, spent ninety nine cents, and that's where the money comes. Like, <laughs> I don't like uh, it was a it was a deal. The fifth clash anniversary. Oh, clash anniversary. I guess I'm just one of those people. Like, I'll say this: as long as there's a way Are to you earn still it, talking about it. As long as there's a way for people <laughs> to earn everything in the game, and it isn't like how it was on the Assassin's Creed, where there were certain things that you had to buy. Which one was this? That was... Um, was it Unity? Yes. Oh, Remember? They had the chest that couldn't be opened unless you paid to oh, open them. I, yeah. Okay. That, that, yeah. Sounds, that sounds That familiar. was pretty bad. Mother... Uh, <laughs> and therefore, you could not platinum the game without doing so, I believe, because you had to open all chests or something like that. Oh, like That's, that's the kind yeah, of stuff I don't like. Up. And if, if people are doing this to get platinums, I don't like it either. But if, mm-hmm. if it's just a vengeful fine, then you're an idiot for buying it, in my opinion. That's it. You're entitled to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, some people were considered idiots for buying. Um... <laughs> hey, Friday the Thirteenth sold one point eight million. One point eight million idiots. That was a horrible. Segment. That really was. It would have been. Don't not, look if, at him. If I would have been, <laughs> that spooked, was all you. <laughs> bullshit. If I would have, if that, if he would have just ran with it like a G, that would have been fine. Yeah. It's like. But you he, were trying to no, be no, no. the shovel pass, but I never even knew you said hike. Yeah, I called an audible, and you were in left field, and it was a completely different ball game. So it was cool. <laughs> you just went two sports on, on that. purpose because yeah, that's, that's how did. we feel right now. I'm a football bat. You're by yourself right now. John's uh-huh. on my side. No, because he's dumb too. <laughs> Gun Media and Elphonic have announced that 1.8 million copies have been sold across all platforms for Friday the 13th. <laughs> a physical release will be available for PS4 and Xbox One on October the 13th, which is a Friday, uh, of course. According to Wes uh, Keltner, head of Gun Media, he says, while things haven't been completely smooth, we definitely feel confident moving forward. The team has grown and we are committed to, as we work to add more content, more kills, more to do, and of course the single player component to the game. Yeah, they're going to continually get better, which is you want to hear this if you're into this game. Yeah, they're doing a single player. Yeah, I think they had talked about that before. Um, <laughs> the game you're playing started as a dumpster fire. You want to know that that will be resolved. <laughs> this is one of the most successful dumpster fires I've ever seen. Yeah, well, I got one to counter you. <laughs> it's called uh, Rocket League. What? No, no, we're not going there. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, it is pretty good for. Fire. Uh, you know, just uh, tell me. No, for for a small independent Arms? studio, first thing. No, what? Talk. No, I'm not going to say it. No. Why? Will I get upset? No, you'll think it's funny. You oh. in, you invented. That's where I first heard the term dumpster fire, and oh. what was the other one? 
I have no idea now. I'm so lost. I am dropping uh, the I second I, shovel pass, and now I'm aware you're Jesus passing it to me. Right. Put on some hold music so I can get this out. Right. Yeah, that's pretty good for a small studio making their passion project like first time thing. Uh, I mean, I, I know it's not like a great game or anything, but obviously it's found a little niche crowd and maybe they can develop something. You know? I wonder if Chris okay. Hatchett got a hold of this. First all. of all, I think I've seen him play it on People Xbox. love Jason. And they love Freddy and they love Michael. I Myers. think that's the main reason why this is successful. Dude, yeah. That'd be my big guess. Yeah. But the question is, okay, they've sold. When Michael Myers point. was in Call of Duty mm-hmm. and his music came on. He was in Call of Duty. Well, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that dun, 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 dun. Well, came on, dude. It was scary as you know what. I want to know. Okay, they said they sold 1.8 million. I want to know how many people are still playing, like actively. 1.8. The retention. I doubt that. Million. <laughs> I don't care about the retention. They made their money. They well, you want to like, you want to see something like this small studio for something like that. For those who do care about it, you know, kind of like be how PUBG is, like where it's slowly well, deal, building Chris, up. We, we live in a world where. They, in the world, it is gobbled up, eaten, digested, and they move on. True. When they're so done with yours. this, I want them to make a successful Rambo game. <laughs> they made a Ram. Do you remember they made a Rambo? I, game? I've, called, I've, I've watched it on YouTube. It's yeah. hysterical. They the, made a Rocky game too. What's the um Contra type game you, you and me played? With all the superheroes, like it had. Oh God! Yeah, um, that one. That was so Rambo. Oh God! Rambo was in it. Uh. Team Bro Force, yeah, bro, or, where, or what was it? It was some Bro Force. That was an awesome <laughs> game. Was Neo so was in there, so man. all of them, <laughs> everyone. I think Braveheart was in there. <laughs> yeah, Freedom! Terminator, everybody. Uh, That's the kind of game. John McClane is the John McClane was the jam. Yeah, was he uh, barefoot? Yes, yes. Thank God. Yes, it was. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> was he barefoot? Stardew Valley multiplayer. The Stardew Valley site has announced details about its upcoming multiplayer mode, while also revealing that the feature won't be coming until 2018. The multiplayer will be played through players' ability to build up three cabins on their farm for farmhands, which will be controlled by other players. According to the post on their set, farmhands can do almost anything the main player can do. They can farm, mine, fight, fish, forge, marry NPCs, and take part in festivals. A beta test will run the four Steam users towards the end of the year. Just another reason to keep playing that game. That, I, I wonder if you can completely like mistreat your farm hands. Like, don't pay them. And what are you trying to suggest here, John? I see what you're slow. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Um, it would be interesting to see how well people could manage that because, like, that game at its core is about a 24-hour clock time management. And what really? what yeah. people can yeah like your game gets so much bigger once you get to the point where you have uh, the ability to like get sprinklers and stuff like that and all of a sudden you don't have to spend uh, a large part of your energy watering all your crops every day and then if you don't pay your farm hands they can kill your crops and then they can they can um, unionize <laughs> that's what I'm talking about that'd Chris. be funny. That would be fun. Just had to clarify. <laughs> Just wanted to prepare to clarify. We're from the south. Uh, Overwatch. I declare. <laughs> <laughs> that would be man. God. If I if I was to role play, that's what I would be like in that game. <laughs> if I was playing with friends, it would be so bad. Still the uh, pipe in your mouth. I declare. <laughs> Overwatch Summer Games. Overwatch's seasonal summer games is now active and will 
run through August 29th. The Overwatch Summer Games of 2017 will feature new skins, the return of Summer Games 2016 skins, a new Sydney map for Summer Games exclusive Brawl mode uh, called Lucio Ball, uh, and Lucio Ball also returns with an additional map. That's awesome. Please keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, he did not say Lucille Ball. No. He said Lucio Ball. Probably a Lucio play. Ball. No. Lucio. Is it? Yeah. So Lucio is like a character? He is. He is. Yeah, he's a healer. He is a healer. He's from Brazil. He's on skates. So he wears they should just call it But he's also ball. a DJ. He was my fave. It's probably no a play. Kidding. They probably yeah. called it because it is close to Lucio Ball. So they were like, hey. No, like Blizzard. Yeah. Yeah. That's them. Yeah, they're pretty um, awesome. We'll forget what I said then. Yeah, that's good to know though, because I think people were kind of wondering like if um these events were going to end up being like how blizzards are, uh like Cold, WoW, windy. where uh they are seasonal. Yeah. People were wondering like, is this just only going to be available for the Olympics? And therefore, if I didn't get what I was looking for, <clears throat> I'll never get another opportunity to get these skins again. Uh, it gives people a reason to keep coming back. People want to get their skins. Exactly. And, Speaking yeah. of coming back and Blizzard. <laughs> and skins. What? My wife is back in Diablo. Oh. Yeah? Really? And she hasn't contacted me. I can make her so much powerful. Well, she's trying to get the trophy where... Excuse me. She's trying to get the trophy where every character type is level 70. Hits level yeah, 70. So... I've only... Only thing I have left is to do a hard mode character to seventy hard, and um, I have to do five hundred bounties. I think I'm like at four or something on that. Well, she stole my PlayStation Four. There you go. I'm sorry. Are you sad? A little bit. A little sad. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she, I could she play Zelda. Does <laughs> she know she has to give it back to you so you can play Assassin's Creed in October? Yeah, that'll be fine. Okay. She will not stand in my way. Well, uh, sad news now. Corey Gasper has passed away. Corey Gasper was a designer of Mass Effect Trilogy and most recently Anthem, and he has passed away from BioWare's official statement. It is with great sadness that we announce the passing of our friend and colleague, Corey Gasper. He was a member of our team for over nine years and worked as a designer on many of our titles, including Sonic Chronicles, Dragon Age Origins, Mass Effect 2 and 3, and most recently Anthem. Corey was a talented designer and an even better person. We offer our condolences to Corey's family and everyone who knew him. We will miss you. Uh, Gasper was currently working as a lead designer on Bioware's upcoming game, Anthems. That, that really sucks. Yeah, that's, that's sad news. Rest in peace, of course. And yeah, and our thoughts and prayers definitely go out to Corey's family. For sure. Uh, in other Bioware news, EA has merged Bioware Montreal with Motive Studios. In a statement from EA, quote, The teams in EA Worldwide Studios are packed with talent and more than ever. We're driving collaboration between studios and on-key pro- uh, projects. With multiple major projects in development in Montreal, we are merging Bioware Montreal with Motive Studios. This is an ongoing process, but there are many exciting roles and opportunities for everyone on the team. The merge comes after the company announced that Mass Effect series would be put on hold. I declare... <laughs> Yeah, so basically, Mass Effect Andromeda's like sequel just died. I think is probably the fair way to say it officially. I think they'll bring it back. I think it's been shelved for a long time. Don't get I'm, me wrong. I'm, I'm just saying with Andromeda, I, I, I agree with you. Someday Mass Effect will return. Mass Effect Andromeda probably will not return. I don't. Think. You don't think the template is strong enough to bring it back? Forget no. the things that they messed up, but 
as far as the world they built, I mean, yeah. it's worth. I think the new world's going to be called Anthem. <laughs> I think what they'll do is they'll probably, if if they ever get to the point where the main studio is free or they feel like they can't expand, then maybe they will have them take a shot at it. But that's probably about it. Um, that said, motive. I think that's um, isn't that Amy Henning? No, I, isn't it? No, that's um, Amy Henning who joined um, Visceral. Ah, okay. That's good, John. What has Motive got then? A lot of motivation, I hope. Yeah. Motive, maybe Motive was the one who did the single player for Battlefront Two, because I know they're doing some of the Star Wars, and I know it wasn't Dice who did the single player for them. Maybe this studio with Motive will make a Dead Space game. No, definitely not. Please don't do that. I'm sorry. Immediately, right? Yeah. Just yeah. shot it down. Yeah. Just like my Mass Effect dreams. Your Dead Space you got dreams yours. are You dead. got your Mass Effect and it sucked. And it was terrible. But you got that your wasn't, Mass Effect. That wasn't my Mass Effect. <laughs> you got a 4K TV just to play that game. <laughs> <sighs> don't need to talk about that. Hearthstone expansion. Knights of Frozen Throne. The new expansion for Hearthstone will be released on August 10th. The expansion has players claimed the Lich King's frozen throne by traveling to Northen and attacking the Ice Crown Citadel. The expansion will introduce 135 new cards to the game and nine legendary hero cards that will transform the game's heroes into Death Knights. This is so awesome. Right? <laughs> this expansion also brings with it eight free missions. Players also... Ah, no... Can pre-purchase 50-pack bundles limited to one per account for a one-time price of $49.99. I had trouble scrolling. Yes. <laughs> scrolling. Oh, that's what you're calling it now? Now, well, this is, is the mother doing? of microtransactions. This right? is $49.99. I assume because I, I haven't been playing this game for very long. You're missing the, the value you get for 135 cards. Well, I wouldn't yeah. know that. You guys would probably know that better. That's how I've this only just started the game. That's how the game makes money oh, on no. itself. The the fit forty nine <clears throat> is for a purchase of fifty pack bundles. Yeah, that's a deal. Oh, is it? I believe so. Yeah. So uh, one hundred and thirty five cards per pack. That, that no, that's no. no one hundred thirty five cards are just going to be added to the game with I nine legends. Is this another letter? No, because I don't get it. It's a uh, it's so, basically you, get it you on buy, the replay. By the way, no, still didn't. You can earn card pack. <laughs> it, it's like any free to play game. You can earn card packs, or you can buy them. So, you, so you can earn them. Yes, cool. By winning. So what you're saying? So is. what you're saying is there's a chance. <laughs> Spotify coming to Xbox One. A screenshot of Major Nelson uh has been seen of him testifying the Spotify app for Xbox One surfaced on Reddit this week. What? According yeah, no. A screenshot of Major Nelson has been seen of him testing a Spotify app for Xbox One. That's what's on the page. This one one Yeah, testing one. a Spotify okay. app, not testifying a Spotify app. Oh, okay. App. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, did you did you think you were gonna what? <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't sound right when I was I think reading. it was last week I yeah. heard him when he was uh, he was reading. And then he said, that's what it says. And then he went back and read and you hear him under his breath go, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> According to Verge, a Spotify app is in the works and coming to Xbox One soon. According to Microsoft, quote, we're always working on a number of new experiences for Xbox One owners. Many time uh, with great music playing in the background. But have... <laughs> That's what it says. But I have nothing to announce today. Spotify also declined to comment. An update has now 
shown that the product page is listed on the Xbox One store, but no release date yet for the app. So it's like when we first did the story, it was PR speak, and then we could update the story going, see, we told you so. Right. <laughs> we knew it was coming. We're good at what we do. Yeah. That's a good. Uh, I've, I've heard the Spotify app for Sony is not that great. Um, so maybe they actually worked hard to make this one good for people wanting to utilize that. Yeah. I don't, I don't really utilize it. So Resident Evil coming to Switch. John called it. Yep. Resident Evil Revelations 1 and 2 will be making its way to Switch late this year. The re, Visions will see <laughs> will see both games running on a better frame rate as well as 1080p visuals. Also, new visuals and improved animations will be added to the game. Fans of the series will be able to play as uh, will be able to play raid mode with access to more powerful weapons and upgrades than ever before. I Yay. think I think I left out. I think uh, this is coming to all three platforms, and I think oh. Xbox and PlayStation are going to get it August 29th, and a release date has not been set for the Switch. So what you're saying is you showed preferences Switch in the headline. No, that was the headline. Uh-huh. But I can say with confidence that you guys really don't pay me enough because my analysis just continues to be spot on. I think you said real Resident Evil games were coming. Yeah. This is a real, real Resident Evil game. They're not real Resident Evil. It says Revelations. I don't remember a real re- Resident Evil game called Revelation. I don't know. Okay, man. I got nothing. Yeah. We're just going to yeah. let that sit there and, and breathe. I will buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Online Financials. GTA Online has reported its best quarter ever. This, uh, this if continued, is good news for the uh, parent company Take-Two Interactive. From IGN, in its quarterly earnings release, Take-Two reported net revenue from digitally delivered content grew 72% over the same period last year. Jeez. Uh, with GTA Online leading the pack for recurrent consumer spending. This refers to virtual currency. The same goes for NBA 2K, which has become Take-Two's best-selling sports title ever. I feel this is directly related to us constantly reminding how fun GTA Online is to John. Yeah. I believe it tweaks the interest of listeners who then spread the word and have made this possible for Take-Two and for Grand Theft Auto Are you Online. saying that True. we are solely responsible for this 72% 100% responsible okay. for the 72%. We I don't think ever your talk analysis about is shrewd and on point. Yes, indeed. Guys, we don't ever talk about NBA 2K17. They did a good job, too. I, there might be a correlation that these games are just really popular. Um, Anecdotal. I don't know. Dichotomy! <laughs> Let me make sure. Okay, yeah. Finally this week. What was that? Me? Yeah. What do you mean? You're like... That's, that's the old mountain... You sound like a dinosaur that's been shot. Do it again. <laughs> Finally this week. Oh! <laughs> now you sound like a man getting his leg sawed off. <laughs> Release date for Horizon DLC. Horizon Ooh. Zero Dawn, The Frozen Wilds, will be released on November 7th. The release date came with a tiny teaser trailer with snippets of imagery we previously saw at E3. The PlayStation blog states, quote, set in icy territories in the north, this new chapter of Aloy's journey adds a new area to explore, new mysteries to uncover, and a new highly lethal or in new highly lethal machines to take on. All pre-orders through the PS store will receive an exclusive avatar. Ooh. I think it's also 
to note, like when it actually comes out, it will be $20, but if you pre-order it now, uh, you can get it for $15. Crap. So there's that to consider. And I think that's like all the way up pretty much to the, the release of the DLC. So if you don't have the money right now, you got time. Are you getting it? I'm sure I will. Um, it'll probably be that I'm basically because of the way work is setting up right now, I'm probably taking the whole back half of uh, December off. So <laughs> I think what we'll probably end up is a lot of games are going to get played during that point, you know, getting yeah. a lot of things done. I, I did just, see after 90 hours of playing this game, it's like, I got it. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely am with you on that. Like there's, <clears throat> There are a lot of games where it's like when you're done, you are done. But this is one of the few. I, I depending on how the DLC is, or like how big it is, you know, I would return because I enjoyed the storytelling in the game. It was fun, and I did see that it looks like she's going to a super volcano. So there's that. I think they're she doing saying, something. She doing something. I think she's going like to Yellowstone or something like that. She doing something. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. It's going down. We'll see. Could be good, right? John, you gonna get? I gotta play the first one first. First one first. The yeah, first man. one first. I'm not the game. Go, I'm just not gonna go jump on an expansion, man. That's hardcore. That'd be funny if you did. Just coming in like, man, this expansion is great. We need to really wrap this up. Do we? I never proclaim to wrap anything up, but this <laughs> needs to be wrapped up. Stat. Jeez. Oof. All right. Ooh, let's wrap it I up. I think it'll. I think it'll uh, linger longer. No, no, no. Yeah, I think it's fine. Like the cranberries. It'll Y'all linger? like that reference? No. It'll be fine. Have to let it linger. No, no, no. no. If you pull my shirt down, <laughs> this is kind of stuff that goes if on you between. Pull, don't you do it, John? Uh oh. All right. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. Right now. Mail. Emails. That's all I got. If you want to write us, it. I'm hungry. Like David did, <laughs> again, to follow up from his confusing polling question that John couldn't grasp his mind around last week. And if you, if did you, he write to scold me? If, I, I have no idea. We're about <laughs> if, to find out. Look, if you missed it too, or a little bit earlier in this episode, I asked John because he brought up the email question again. Yeah. And I said, well, on the replay, did you, did you get it? And he said, no, I, I still have no idea what's going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> You can write them into weeklygameschat at gmail.com, and you can say things like David did, such as, hey, guys. <laughs> I wrote last week. To I, didn't get like, your... I didn't like the tone of that, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, like, hey, guys. No, right? It's turning into the South Park. I wrote last week to get your thoughts on Nintendo Switch poll I did, and since you asked, I thought I would provide some clarification into some of the numbers I got. First, uh, first of all, we were okay with what you gave us. <laughs> said, first, however, I have a question since John said it, and I quote, when Chris reads things, sometimes it makes me want to take a finger, <laughs> jab it in my eye, back into my brain, and swirl it around. Why not pass off the reading of emails or news to John? Yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> We've been talking about that. But we, we can't let Chris not read things, It's right? sort of a thing if yeah. people yeah. expect it now. We don't yeah. want perfect, you know, reading. We, I we, like we need this. I like to screw up. <laughs> I mean, there are segments of your show with three guys on the show. It might make for an interesting change up and prevent John from getting gray matter all over Chris's carpet yeah that makes that's you fair. should see what's on the carpet already right. it's fine it's literally it, yeah. it'd be fine uh he says feel free to say nine nine <laughs> nine 
I'm not going any harder than that. That's he it. says, though, he's only trying to promote world peace. Back to the poll. <laughs> <laughs> I did submit the poll to multiple subreddits, uh, the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch Reddits. But I'm guessing most of the 6,000 or so responses came from folks on the Switch sub. Uh, Switch sub. Secondly, here are some of the questions and stats I got, which I think are generally indicative of who's been buying a Switch. Poll question one. What is the last Nintendo console you purchased prior to the Switch? Okay. Got that one, John? Yes. Got it. Wii okay. U. So, 53% said or, Wii U. Or 3DS. 30.5% said Wii. Okay. So, in other words, more people uh, in this poll who answered, they also bought a Wii U. Okay. That bought a Switch uh, the other 16.5% were either coming from Nintendo from earlier consoles or were first time Nintendo console purchasers. In summary, Long time, first time. And he says, in summary, 47% of Switch purchasers skipped the Wii U. Sounds accurate. Uh, I bought two of them. <laughs> same. I did too. Poll question number two What other current gen gaming platforms do you currently play? 39.7% says PS4, Xbox One was 22.5, and PC 67.9%. It really is the master race, is it not? And it's one of those where they don't even have to boast about it. It just is. <laughs> <laughs> he says, though, my main purpose in this poll was to find out who in the gaming community is buying a Switch. Is it a conglomerate of Nintendo loyalists and podcast host or is it the switch or is the switch generating enough buzz to sustain long-term success beyond early adapters of nintendo diehards while it's not completely scientific it's not all uh i am interested in the fact that around half of the folks skipped the wii u yet bought a switch what do you think that might mean for the future of the switch as a platform sorry for the epic email but thanks again for taking the time to read keep up the great work David. David, first of all, he says peace. Peace. You rule. Um, So what's his question? I think it's great data. And I seriously think the whole, the the disconnect was with the Wii U, man, is we've talked about it over and over. The, the, the branding and the advertising, Mm. you literally thought it was a Wii with a different controller. Yeah. (laughs) So you didn't know why you needed to get it. And then they just, that's anecdotal. Yeah. I mean, It's, uh, I mean, I, I don't think anyone would deny that there's more buzz right now for the Switch than probably at the height of, of the Wii U. Of the Wii yeah. U. Yeah. That also is anecdotal, John, but it sounds really good. Yeah, it does. Um, you know what I mean? I would just say, like, are you playing a video game right now while we're podcasting? You son of a... The I way got this new phone. It's awesome. The way I would just summarize this to say, like, look, we need to wait and then... If you want that idea to know like where it is, right now you're still in that period where because they're not available, yeah, I, I don't doubt that there's probably more hardcore gamers right now interested in it. But we won't know what the general public is thinking about this thing until like you get two, three years it, down the line. Look, like uh, we've said there's yeah. we gotta wait. Mm-hmm. Um this data will be really cool to look at future data. Yeah. To see how it compares for retention purposes and whatnot. <laughs> for retention but, though, uh we had a we had a hit this week, did we not? Uh, we had a dagger to the switch heart with Ryan Leaf. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I told John before the show, I was like, no. I feel like people need to pay me for the fact I was not the first person to give up. I don't, this and I don't console. think you're going to give it up anytime soon. I really don't. I'm <laughs> don't uh, blink and leaving. look at me like that again, Chris. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally leaving tonight. To no, train, no, to no. Train I, think, <laughs> I think Mario Rabbids actually has his attention. I think he's interested in it. It could definitely. I don't know if I'll get that on day And one, Mario. I will play that. Mario and Mario Rabbids has his attention. Mario Odyssey is probably one of my biggest games, if not the biggest game I'm most anticipating this fall. Yeah, but I love do. Mario. You know this. Yeah. I've never known you to like Mario. Dude, he bought a Wii to play. Wait, Sorry. Hey, he doesn't need a cosigner. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> he bought a Wii to play Galaxy. <laughs> I sound just like that. Yes. Thank you. Yep. That's true. Did you but play I, Galaxy 2? I did. There you go. Did you spinny your little thing? <laughs> but, I played, uh, I, I, first thing I played on Wii U, Super Mario 3D World. I love that stuff, man. I do too, man. It's my jam. Yeah. Oh, hot. I don't remember. You played simultaneously Mario Kart mm-hmm. and 3D World. Pretty much, yeah. And, I you, got them. and you wouldn't tell me at the time which one you liked more. I don't remember which one you like. Ooh, more. that's hard for me. It's cart just because of the longevity. You, you did eventually tell me, and I just don't yeah. remember what you said. It has to be I want to say it was probably cart in the end. Yeah, because that's that's easily the best cart in generations. <clears throat> so, um, but yeah, as far as uh, David's question, and I did hear one this time. Okay, I was not confused. You took your Adderall today, and I apologize, David, last week for don't, my, my confusion. Don't apologize. Never let them yeah. know where you make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh the long term success of the switch I think is certain. Oh. Because I mean I'm hearing anecdotal. It, I'm it is very anecdotal at this point, but I'm I'm hearing, on team anecdotal. I'm hearing conversations in other podcasts, in in in, in the media and in and in discussions with other people. Theoretically the, all of those were other people the, too. The, the, you, you hear this new thing. You hear this new sentence coming out of people's mouths i just want to play this on the go mm. that's becoming a thing for people and i think nintendo tapped into something hey and for the first time <clears> ever <throat> or that i can remember the game informer you know they rank e3 press conferences did they press- come out on top this time yeah yeah did they really microsoft yeah microsoft well it- well they graded them they didn't say this yeah. one came they game but informer a- last issue gave a um an a overview breakdown. of yeah. they give them a grade Microsoft, they gave a C minus, Sony Ooh. a C plus, and Nintendo a B. So basically, one was good. Is <laughs> their thing in the R two or average? When you best. look, when I you guess. look at them on the back end, they were just kind of yeah. But if you think about it, it was this a week is, E3. This is virtually sold by this time, probably between right at five million. thirty million exactly <laughs> five million consoles. That's almost half. Yeah. Of the Wii U's life cycle. Sure. Think about it. that's thirteen million versus. Half of that in three months. True. And this is also, you know, according to what I've read, this is on par with what the PlayStation 4 has done in the same time frame. Mm. So whether I could this see is, that trend so, go so down. Then, so whether this is sustainable yeah. in four years, probably not, but you're likely going to get a new iteration of the Switch. Yeah. Definitely, which, uh, they're going to have to, which or, can which can they, have a uh, built-in uh, <laughs> built-in online functionality. There you go. <laughs> so. Finally, we're introducing a brand new design: online gaming, all in one console. The Nintendo Switcheroo. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm, we I, switch. I definitely what? will not doubt that. <laughs> we switch. Knowing Nintendo, they will definitely find a way to repackage this thing as many times as possible. Uh, and unlike the Wii, if it is successful, it could prove to be long term. For sure. Mm-hmm. It will be. Uh, so, as you all know, we do have still our contest going on right now. You got a couple of names for us? Yes. Uh, and by the way, I believe uh, next week is your last opportunity to get your stuff in. Well, theoretically. By the time the episode comes out next week. Yeah, we're going to announce uh, the winner. <laughs> that'll be, well, no, that will be when the cutoff is. Oh. And then the following week uh, when Madden's actually out is when you will, or is scheduled to come out. For FIFA, if, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is when you'll actually hear it. Um, so let's see. First, we got Dave. Uh, or I'm sorry, David. He's down the street in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Uh-oh. Uh oh. That's some locals. He's going to say, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon early and put Atlanta United FC as my favorite team. There you go, dude. That's a big. Screw you, Falcons. <laughs> that's a big. The Atlanta United world is blowing up. What was I watching? I was watching, um, soccer. Or where was I? <laughs> I was at, um, I was at the CDC and United was playing, uh, Orlando. And I gotta say, that was a pretty hype game yeah. for a game that ended up in a tie. Yeah. Which is why I hate soccer, because things consistently end it's in It's because you don't know about it. You think they're just kicking the ball around. You don't see the That's what it looked like they were doing. Yeah. Literally, they were kicking the ball around. <laughs> Theoretically, yes. Uh, next up. Oh, wow. Okay, Daniel sent this in, and uh, he sent in for the wrong... Or for two contests, <laughs> because he's making sure I guess he's he got missed, Yeah, he missed the last one, so he's like, <laughs> "Hey, I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana, and my favorite football teams are the Colts." Uh, in the slim chance I win the contest, I'll take men. I figured that when he said the Colts. Said the Colts. Yep. Uh, uh, P.S. You, you're my top five favorite games <laughs> because why not? We tell him to keep sending those in anyway. This you know? is true. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pokemon Gold, Super Smash Bros. Melee. That's an awesome game. Halo Combat Evolved, can't ever go wrong with that. Assassin's Creed 2, still the best Assassin's Creed. Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. John, give me a stare when I said that was still the best Assassin's Creed. Um, and he says, PPS, that's post-postscript. Something that would be interesting to hear you guys talk about is choosing your all-time favorite game from each year in the last decade. That's interesting. That might be a rainy day. <laughs> Put that one away. Oh, we should have we had that are, this last couple of weeks, huh? We could do it next week. Well, no, we're, we're, we're we were talking about something next week. We'll, we'll get it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Figure it out. Um, I, I I respect that list for sure. Yeah. My question would be Luck or Manning if you're a Colts guy. Ooh, like kind of, or Unitas. Well, I don't I don't feel like he'd go that far back, but you never know. He's like, let me tell you something. Johnny Unitas. Johnny, you was the man. <laughs> Invented passing. He was in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> Another David, this time from Grand Rapids, Michigan, writes in and says, Hey, gentlemen. Hey. First of all, I'd like to say sorry for your Falcons. <laughs> you don't need we to don't, apologize. We don't anyone care. Yeah. We don't like them. He, uh, you root for 49ers? That's so? right. If yeah. I, When I have interest in pro football, yeah. in my youth, it was definitely the Niners because of like. Now they're saying Ryan Anderson might be the steal of the draft. Yeah. And so yeah. Uh, and Glenn Coffey used to play for the 49ers, played for Alabama, is now an active military serviceman. Or That's wait, a little fun fact. Am I off on that? Ryan Anderson's with the Redskins, isn't he? I don't know. I think you guys drafted someone from Alabama. Reuben Foster. That's who it was. Yeah. Yes. And they're saying he's the steal of the draft right now. I know my sports. I should do a sport podcast. 
We could do that. Weekly sports chat. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Don't watch ESPN. Uh, Listen to me. Yeah. It's every week. Uh, <laughs> have old news, old signings. Anyways, David says he's a Miami Dolphins fan. You need to apologize for that because Jay Cutler's your new strike. I don't mind. I think he's going to be a good fit. Cutler put up his best numbers under Adam uh, if, back in, you know, a couple of years ago in Chicago. And as soon as they signed him yesterday, um, NFL memes just started teeing off like they had a picture of Tim Tebow. They're like, here's Tim Tebow. Here's Tim Tebow on meth. And it was a picture of Jay Cutler. <laughs> It's <laughs> really uh, funny. But um <laughs> that's really funny actually. He says being in the same division as the Patriots, I know twice a year how to lose how losing to that evil team feels. Ah, yeah, we all do. We all do. Uh and to top it off, I now have to see back to back Patriot covers on men. That's pretty depressing. Uh that being said, I still want to win. Also, the Dolphins play Atlanta twice this year, once in the preseason and then October fifteenth. If I win, I'll throw some tickets, throw some tickets my way too. Eh, no, we don't have that kind of budget. Uh, we uh, do, but <laughs> we don't. We do? We do. But is, we don't. Is Bill Gates by, backing us now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally, a great show. And of course, I'll end it by saying game on. Awesome. Game on. Thank you. Game on. <laughs> and he says, PS, every time I hear it, it's been a while. I mean, started to sing in that voice. Yes. Uh, and finally, Alex. Yeah, cause I'm ready to get a burger. Let's do this. Alex from Nova Scotia. Hey, which by the way, fun fact, Mike Slade, we know it's in Canada. And he says Alex from Canada here. Yeah, I know. Mike was like, you know, you guys, you know, yeah, it's, it's, bad. it's in Canada. I was like, really? It's cause they're part of that new founder. Can we just act like Nova Scotia is like in a different continent? By the way, <laughs> just cause it's Nova Scotia, we can't even act Mike Slade. He says, by the way, the provincial food of Nova Scotia is Donair. I don't know what that is. Cool. We gotta My, Google that. Right? How do you spell it, Chris? D O N. Please don't be a bad porn site. A I R. <laughs> what, as opposed to a good one? True. Just take the words Don and Air. And Don combine. Air? Yep. All right. Hey. Probably saying Fun that. Fun fact right. when you type in D O N, Donald Trump's first one. <laughs> oh. Pizza? What is this? What is it? Let's, let's go see. to um let's go to all recipes and check out Don Air. It looks like Pizza E, right? Donairs are a delicacy prevalent in the Canadian East Coast, eh? (laughs) And certainly centered on the city of Halifax. Halifax. They are very simple to prepare and very delicious. Make a double batch (laughs) of the meatloaf and freeze the second loaf. Are they from Wisconsin? Later. (laughs) Oh yeah. And the second loaf will be better. Let me see the picture. When you can slice it thinner and fry up the slices in the frying pan as you need them. Why don't you follow that sentence with don't you know? That looks good. Don't you know? Kind of like a crepe, but not right. It's like a crusty, crepey looking thing with yeah, crepey looking. Is that it like looks delicious yogurt or <laughs> what is that? Maybe like cinnamon. <laughs> Maybe cinnamon, possibly or, melted like, uh, cinnamon or something. No, yeah, some sort of drizzle. It looks like a lovely cream. <laughs> yeah, it looks delicious. Uh, by the way, Alex says that his favorite football team, <clears throat> and I think he meant soccer team, is Manchester United. Nice. Yeah, the uh, European Football League kicks off very soon, guys. I'll be all into the soccer again. We called it European Football. <laughs> this episode of Weekly Games Chat brought to you by Socialism. <laughs> oh, it's the European Premier League, Chris. Um, so it is part of European football, which is European soccer for Americans. <clears throat> there you go. He also said, keep up the great podcast. Oh, thank you so much. Get all the listeners, get everybody in Nova Scotia to listen. We'd appreciate it. Don't airs on us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this has been... 
episode 115 of Weekly Games Chat. If you like the show, subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever podcast listening device you use. Uh, if you really like the show and they have a rating system and review system, give us a rating, drop us a review, helps people find the show, even if they're in Nova Scotia. We down. Of course, on Twitter, we're at Weekly Game Chat. We got a, several new followers this week, so thank you guys very much for following us. Yeah. Um, again, we appreciate everything you do for us. Um, before we get out of here, though, we did actually get one more email, and we wanted to read it before we left, and we're going to end on that. I think we're all in agreement. We're all in agreement. Yeah, we're all in, we're agree- all in agreement. Yeah. Uh, so this simply comes from O. Uh, he says, writing to you guys with a heavy heart, just to tell you, thank you for what you do. My brother was addicted to video games. It was his passion. He listened to you religiously, and I learned about your podcast through him. He wanted me to play Witcher 3 and sat me down and made me listen to your podcast to sell me on it. I've been listening ever since. Tomorrow will be the first time, unfortunately, my brother will miss your podcast. I will not, never will. Uh, I will not and never will. And I will pray your podcast becomes the biggest gaming podcast because, because you guys are funny, insightful, and your friendship really shows. Just want to say that I appreciate what you do and thank you for the joy you brought me and my brother every Wednesday. Uh, with that, we will simply say game on to O, game on to Sean, game on O, game on, and game on to John, game on Chris, Sean, O, game on John. And that's it. Have a good week.